1: Hello and welcome to the White Witch podcast with me, Carly. This is my second episode. Similar format to last week, I'm going to kick off with a book review, followed up by a interview with Rob from UK Ghost Stories podcast. And you need to get cozy at the end because I'm going to have a really creepy true ghost witch story for you. So I've always wanted to say this, but without further ado, let's get into our book review. This week, I'm talking The Modern Guide to Witchcraft, written by Skye Alexander. Just want to say I'm only ever going to talk about books that I think are worthwhile purchasing. First and foremost, this book visually is beautiful. It's a hardback book and a bit of a shameless shameless plug here. But if you check out my Instagram page at the White Witch Company, you'll see my Halloween post with this book in it and some of my favorite oracle cards. It's got a beautiful retro feel to it. One of those books that wouldn't look out of place in a little witch's cottage next to your dried herbs and your pet crow. But I think that's just me in my happy place. Um, so last week we talked about Harmony Nice's book, Wicca, and I think this book is a really good follow-up as it delves deeper into the history of witchcraft. So looks at witchcraft in Europe, how witchcraft was criminalised, um, how the Christian church presented a picture of witches. So they were portrayed as evil creatures who cavorted with the devil, Eight children and held wild orgies to seduce innocents, so wild times. Um, But seriously, it tackles sensitive histories such as the witch hunts of the 16th century, uh, witchcraft in the New World, Salem, how witchcraft even survived and was reborn, and witchcraft today. It's got a really good insight into energy in the universe and channeling this into your craft. It's a really good... book for starting out with creating your own grimoire or even if you need some inspiration for a grimoire you may already have. Uh, The book separated into two parts so the second part is an open grimoire and it's dedicated to spells that personally I think are actually doable if you're a modern day witch like me, it's it's difficult and it's expensive to get hold of some of the ingredients for a spell. So some of the elements of a spell. Um, however, this book offers up spells for love, success, protection, health, personal power that personally I think are achievable. Um, just a side note, don't be afraid to improvise when it comes to spell work. And um, I mean, really, the tools are there to channel your intent and your focus. But as long as the energy is there and um, your intent is on, you know, it will still work. Uh the book itself is very thorough. There's quite a lot to delve into. You may want to dip in and out of it as it is so full. However, if you're looking for a book to build your confidence with spell work and a grimoire and, again, the history, I definitely recommend this. It's a really good following book from um, Harmony Nice's book. So that's our second. Okay. I found this on the web oh. for history. I definitely recommend Mercury in retrograde. Can I just say, I've had to record this episode so many times, got a new laptop, it's gone wrong, had my phone going bonkers. So we need to talk about this. Mercury in retrograde is seriously doing my nutting. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Coming back to my book review. um, So definitely recommend buying this really good book and again one of the ones that I bought earlier on um into my craft anyway but yes stay with me Mercury Retrograde is not going to get the better of us I've next got my interview with UK Ghost Stories So I've got Rob here from UK Ghost Stories. I've been a huge fan of the UK Ghost Story podcast from the minute I discovered it earlier this year. Rob has got a fantastic Northern accent, which obviously you are here today. Uh, he definitely tells it how it is. So if you think it's one of the stories that he comes across on his podcast is bullshit, he'll definitely call it out. Welcome, Rob.
2: Hello. Thanks Hello. <laughs>
1: so we've obviously recorded before we've just done the halloween special yes which is fantastic basically we did a, a rundown of 40 horror, horror movies that we had to discuss if they were true or false really surprised yes. that some of those were
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely i was i was i was really shocked at a lot of those as well i some of them just sounded like really great stories, but that's all the way over them. Um, when you read that they were actually like even just loosely based on something true, it's like, damn, <laughs> wow, there's some weird people in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, what was the one that shocked you the most and, the, and um, feedback that you had on them?
2: Ah, uh, do you know what? I can't actually remember. Um,
1: I think mine oh, was The Blob. True. Like, everyone said to me, like, no way, how was that actually a thing?
2: yeah um um, do you know I can't actually remember which one it was now it's it was literally on the tip of my tongue and then as soon as you asked me the question it just (laughs) (laughs) yeah the
1: blob was definitely the most random and I think we just went into we should have titled it psychos of like Texas and America (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, we 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 did find that didn't we a lot of these things happened in like the Texas area so I'm I mean, I've got a couple of friends in Texas that I hope I may visit one day, but this is—that's kind of putting me off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm sure they're—I'm sure they're all lovely. It's just because it's such an outback area, like you can get away with anything basically. Um, Rob, okay, so I would love it if you could give my listeners well we're on the second episode so that sounds a bit uh (laughs) however could you give us an insight into your podcast
2: yeah um basically it's uh i find stories from absolutely anything uh whether it's like uh like ghosts monsters demons angels aliens and then things like like government conspiracies and stuff um and i basically read them out um and any stories that people send in as well, I read those out, um, and basically I, ju- I just sort of like pass a pass a really honest opinion on them. Um, I mean, like you said at in the intro, like if 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 I smell bullshit, I will call bullshit. You know, like if yeah. if something's just a bit too like convenient or it just people, f- I feel like people are jumping to conclusions or something. Then I'm like, I'll, I'll call it out because I find a lot of podcasts as great as they are when they deal with stuff like this, they they kind of take everything like really literally unless it's blatantly obvious that it's not real and it's like a fake story and there's sometimes when I'm listening to them and I'm like "Eh, I disagree with your opinion on that because of these reasons but what I try to do is I try to go in and give like fair reasons of why I think something's true or not true like not just one of those where it's like you, you read something out and it's like nah I just don't believe it like you've got to you've got to back it up with some evidence, and that's what a lot of people don't do these days, and it really bugs me. So it's it, it, when I started the show, it was one of those: you want a job doing right, do it yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I was going to ask you, so what actually got you into starting the podcast and the, the content, the topic as well?
2: Um, well, uh, I actually started because I used to work um, for a big company doing um it, it's sort of like you're processing things and like people will send in obviously I won't go into details about the job and everything um because you know copyright and shit um <laughs> they'll, they'll make millions off your second episode <laughs> like um but yeah so like people would send things in to this company I would process them and then send bits back and whatnot that we didn't need to keep and everything and that's um and that was a case of like 8 hours just sitting in front of a computer screen so i was like all oh, right okay um and at that point i was i was really in like getting into the um this is when paranormal activity the film came out um, i think it was the original one like the first one and uh, i got into that and then it just kind of like shot me back into being interested in this sort of stuff in general and uh, i did a search on youtube for just like radio sh- it was actually a like live radio that i lo- looked for originally um, like, live paranormal radio stations or something, uh, or talk shows. And I didn't really find anything that interesting. The stuff that I found, they didn't really talk about anything. They they just sort of, like, had a chat. And then they might have, like, I don't know, maybe one conversation in the whole hour. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> I i am extremely bored right now. So um, I started looking – I totally – did not know what a podcast was like until then. And I'm, I'm a really techie sort of person and I felt quite ashamed that I didn't even know what a podcast was. So I was like, all oh, right. Okay. And the, the, when I found out, I was like, Oh wow. This is something that I would never see me wasting my time doing at like a bloody pre-made radio show. Like what the fuck? Now nah, I'm never going to do a podcast. And then I actually found, um, a guy from America called Art Bell and, uh, he did um he's, he's done loads of radio shows he's at, he, he's like a legend in like ham radio talk show and all that sort of stuff um from sort of like the 70s and 80s all the way through to the early 2000s and uh i found i found his podcast and that was literally everything that i wanted to, to like hear. um like he, he mixed it up all the time um, like halloween he changed the name because the original one he did um he worked for coast to coast it's a big like supernaturally paranormally thing in america um and he worked for that place um and mm-hmm. essentially what he did was on halloween for example he would change it to ghost to ghost instead and he'd like have open lines and people called in with stories and all that sort of stuff um some of the stuff on there. Again, it was one of those where it was like, eh, that doesn't really make any sense. I mean, he, he still accepted it, but he just passed his views on. He, he's he's a lot more blunt than what I am. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, um, because obviously he'd have people ringing in, and he he was really good because he quizzed them about it. You know, he, he asked questions. He didn't just say, well, he didn't just like hear the story and was like, well, great, thanks for that, and then move on to the next one. He actually asked questions about it, and he was really open minded. And that's what I really admired about him. Um, and I was absolutely gutted when I learned that he died. And I'm like, see, this is why I don't get into things. Because when I get into things, people tend to die. Like, <laughs> when I get into bands, they split up. When I start getting into films, they stop making more. And then when I start liking radios and podcasts, people die. So Oh, don't. I feel <laughs> that.
1: I feel that... Um, I had that with Amy Winehouse. I was obsessed. And then literally getting around to go, sorry, so random off topic. But I completely share that. I'm always scared of... Uh, you know, someone I love gonna going to peg it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're,
1: I want to just touch on the format of your show, which is what I love, because you don't actually, you bring a, I don't actually know, it's quite interesting how you do it, but I know that you bring something on the show very kind of last minute, unpremeditated to get your actual natural reaction
2: yeah, to the it's, story. Uh, I, th- I think the professional term is like, I don't know, unprofessional. Um <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when no like, most most people, um like a lot of people, obviously they make like money off podcasts and live shows and everything, um, I don't do that absolutely, everything on mine is free, um, I don't charge anyone to download or anything, anything special that I've got to put out goes out to everybody, you know. Yeah because mostly because i can't be bothered with the extra stuff of like having patreons and having to release certain content for them but then do like other content for non-patreons and then you've got all the different tiers of it and it's like well what i can't be bothered <laughs> like i I, see, I know that sounds really bad you just
1: love it uh, no 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 like, like i know you you love it as well <laughs> and it's more about that than it is kind of I think you've got to enjoy it to want to put stuff out, definitely. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> it's a lot of, like, I, this is my second episode and I'm already realising it is a lot of work and it's a lot of research. But it's fascinating, it's interesting, but, yeah, there's a lot to do, definitely. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, I mean, like you say, it's, um, it's co- compared to some of the, like, professional podcasts and everything and shows that people do on youtube and stuff they it's obvious that they put like a lot of time into researching things and setting some really decent gear up getting perfect recordings and really well mixing everything and that that is me to an extent but with stuff like stories i like to give a a really honest opinion because i find that um when you read something for the first time you instantly make a judgment on what you're reading it's like when you meet a person for the first time within like i don't know like the first 10 seconds you've instantly whether it's consciously or subconsciously you've made like decisions about that person about what you think about them what your feelings are towards them if you like them if you don't like them um can you see yourself being good friends in you you make those decisions whether people do it on purpose or not is a different matter um but the fact is you do them Um, and i find it's the same Yeah, I find it's the same with the stories. If I read them previously, then I make assumptions, I decide what I think about them, and that's fine, but I prefer this, like, live reaction to it, you know? So, because, obviously, the people who listen, like, the five, maybe four or six people that listen to my (laughs) show... Um, (laughs) like when they're listening to it obviously that's the first time they've heard it well most of the time anyway Um, obviously when when you do like big stories like I don't know Area 51 um, people have heard that before so it's yeah but a lot of the stories that I do people haven't heard before and obviously when they're hearing it they're in the process of making their assumptions and judgments on it and I feel like if I'm doing the same thing then perhaps maybe I can like help them sort of look at things from a different point of view because i could read something out you could listen to it at the same time i'm listening to it and um it's like you could think it's completely fabricated it's made up it's false but i could see it i could understand it from how you've seen it but i could look at it another way and then because we're both reading it at the same time and listening to it and everything i can sort of like say well why don't you think about it this way it could mean this it could mean that and hopefully i mean if it all works out which not many things do but if it all works out um then hopefully it like sort of helps people like open their minds a bit more you know and
1: yeah, definitely. stop being so, like, off.
2: yeah exactly
1: because i think that in terms of um with your podcast i i would like to think me and you've talked about this that i'm a bit of a connoisseur of ghost stories and yes. the supernatural because i i literally have uh you know watched so many films which are based on true stories we and you talked about that I've constantly read books researched anything ghost or supernatural related I've inhaled it and actually there's quite a few stories on your podcast that I hadn't picked up you actually were the reason that um me and a friend of mine went to Pluckley recently so I know that you did a episode about famous haunted places yes um and I think I told you that, and i i'm really ki- I'm really keen to see if the uh, they've got a new landlady at the pub there, yes. and we're really keen to see if she might come and do a little interview with us because um with us with me because mm-hmm. uh she had literally been at the pub for three weeks, and I think I, I told you some of the story, but it was fascinating we i went went to the pub after one of pubs um, pub pub you're not pub, you're Rob after rob's episode. Yes. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm glad we what clarified this name problem. From <laughs> children's
1: TV, they used to spit and clean the camera. You're certainly not pub. Um, so we went to the pub and had a really nice meal. And uh, my friend cornered the lovely uh, lady who worked in the pub. She's been there for 14 years, and uh, she's much more upfront than me. My friend and said, uh, "Right, so is it actually haunted in here? Like, what happens?" And um, we really thought they'd shut us down and wouldn't give us any info, but they were fantastic. They told us so many things about this pub literally that evening the um lady that served us had been laying one of the tables things go missing all the time and then she'll go off and look for them and you know ask the other members of the bar if they've seen anything and they'll just turn back up where she was she'd originally put them and um it was just really funny because the new landlady there had um given a pair of flamingo sunglasses to the lady that served us and um this lady was saying that every time she brings anything back to her cottage in the village from the pub that she's kind of been given i think she got given a a pair of flamingo sunglasses and a champagne glass these are sort of bits she's brought back and she was saying to us that in the space of taking it home she literally had so much paranormal activity things getting you know, I think a mirror came off of the wall that had been up forever. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, things just, so she just brought them back to the pub. But what absolutely cracked me up is this landlady who's brilliant, by the way. If, like, if you're going to go to anywhere in Kent to do a bit of ghost hunting, definitely go to the Black Horse Pub in Pluckley. Um, And she said that um the funny thing is she sells a lot of stuff on eBay. So I just had visions of all these people receiving these packages that she'd sent off from the pub <laughs> having <laughs> all these strange encounters with the, the local uh, the ghosts of the pub um but yeah in terms of you know coming back to the podcast so you got me started on quite a few things that I hadn't actually even heard of or, or known about yeah. um and coming back to the places I mean can I ask you if you've had any supernatural things happen to you or you know places that you've been to where you might have picked things up
2: um there's two places that I've, uh, that I've been local to me, and um, well, local ish anyway, um, that I've been and they do have things going on, but typically I am never there when they're going on. Um, <laughs> and that's really, really fucking annoying because it would literally be a case I'd be there if I could be in the building for like nearly 12 hours. And then it's like, right, I've been here 12 hours, nothing's happening. I will literally walk out the door and then someone will, like, ring me or they'll <laughs> run out after me and be like, oh, my God, all oh, the glasses have just, like, flown off the bar and smashed on the floor. I'll come in and it's like, damn. Someone's
0: literally, levitating. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, all all sorts is going on. Like, the, the place could, like, literally explode, but it would only happen <laughs> the second I walked out and turned my back and, like, Turned cameras and any form of be, like recording equipment off, and I'm like, "God's sake, man!" <laughs> um, but I've, there's um, uh, there's a pub local to me called the uh, the Railway Tavern, and that's um, that's pretty weird. I mean, there's uh, I used to work there for a while, and there was a couple of times I've done the late shifts when there's been bands on because they have local music on there quite a lot, um, and that. It, it's all right, but it's just um, basically the, the a brief history of the, the venue was it was the first um, pub that was sort of like open mostly for people who worked on the railway. Like obviously when the first railway opened between Dan and Stockton, um, it was a pub pretty much, it's it's similar to like a working man's club sort of thing, but it's better than a working man's club. Um, yeah. And uh, that, that's pretty much where anyone who worked on the railways would sort of go and congregate and everything and obviously get lashed um
1: yeah, basically yeah. <laughs> so
2: um <Nice> <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, it's it's absolutely it's it's a wonderful place um but i mean i don't know much about the hauntings that go on there um i think there's only one and from what i've heard because i'm good friends with uh, the the landlady who works there well who lives there rather um yeah. and she's constantly posting things online um about it and she she's kind of like all right with it like uh from from what she said is she doesn't feel like it's th- like a threatening sort of thing it's literally mm-hmm. just oh hey you're here too okay well i'm gonna go do my thing you go do yours um so it's a it's a pretty chill spirit to be fair from the sounds of it but while i was there i never actually um like saw it or heard it or even like felt it at all there was a couple of times where you got like if I had to go like downstairs in the cellar to change some of the barrels over and like fit the pumps and everything and whatnot, there's a couple of times where you go down and there's one section, you go down a really steep set and these are like old original stairs and basically they're brick, like brick steps. There's like where you go into the kitchen and then right at the back of the kitchen, there's like a really old door to go down. um, And you can sort of tell where the new renovations have started and the old foundations are there um so you go down these really steep ones it's a nightmare if you're carrying anything down because you, you're practically walking like straight down like yeah. it's it's scary um when you're going down you've got like a lot like bottles and everything like that so there's a couple of times where you go down there's one section there's um like a little offshoot so if you if you imagine like i don't know a, a square drawn there's like a little stick for like, it's a, you can't really call it a tunnel, but that's the only way I can describe it, like a little tunnel. One of them goes outside, um, obviously when they get the deliveries and everything, but one of them goes on for a little while. And I think at one point, there might've been like a door there or something, but I think it's all blocked up now. And essentially it's just a a long-ish sort of tunnel um, that just goes to a dead end, but there's never any lights in there. Um, Now, I don't know if that's because they just could not be bothered to put lights in, um, or if... There's another reason for it. Um, I'd, I'm pretty sure it's probably because they really couldn't be bothered to put any more lights in. There's literally, like, one light in the middle of the room, and that's it. Yeah, yeah but obviously the where they've um, yeah, where they've got, like, all the barrels and everything, that's, like, laced with LED lighting. But in this other room, which is not, like, 10 yards away from it, it's just, like, one really off old-style halogen light. And oh, it's, it like, wow. more
1: like a horror movie oh, yeah. is the same.
2: <laughs> and when, when I was working there, and it's just so typical for me, like, it was, the light bulb was on its way out, so it would flicker, and it would turn off, and then a couple of times, they're blue, and obviously, you can imagine, I'm right there, all of, I've been told, all these, like, different stories about it being hot, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> and then I go downstairs, it starts to flicker, and I'm like, right Normal people would be like, oh, look at that. It's faulty Electrics. And I'm like, it's a fucking ghost. That's what it is. <laughs> um, like, and then, yeah, I'm in the yourself.
1: second category. Just wet yourself yeah. and it's a ghost. Like yeah. It doesn't uh, take much to get me going. It's like almost haunted. We used to have, they'd always be jumping about and it would be yeah. the air freshener in the loo that had just yeah. gone, the one. It doesn't yeah. take much for me to, um, to to get going. I was going to say, we, we also talked about... Um, Bombing jail that you'd previously yes. been to. Yeah, which was really that was I I seconded as hell. it's really creepy as hell. And um so I'm just so uh my grandparents actually lived out in Bodmin Moor, which is pretty scary itself. And um we used to go and obviously I mean you've got the Jamaica in there which is haunted as fuck. And the bombing and yeah, I know you went with your dad, didn't you? And uh yes.
2: we were down visiting some family in Plymouth. Um and it was like, do you fancy going for a quick ride out, and I was like, okay, you're bored too, yeah, all right then, let's go, um, that's that's what family reunions do, here. you're bored, and you just like, <laughs> fuck off in the car somewhere for a couple of hours, and uh, yeah, we uh, we drove to Bodmin Jail, and because uh, when I was that sort of age, um, I was really in the Most Haunted, um, I loved the Most Haunted, it was the only thing really that I'd, watch because all the other ones were on at like stupid times and i didn't really know about them um but most honored i realized especially the live ones and watching the webcams so that that really got me interested in him and i was like oh well most honored have been here this is one of the places that they've uh, one of the locations that they've been to so i was like oh cool so we went and took the camera and everything um didn't really catch anything but like from you walk up to it and it's just like it's nice to look at but it's also got a creepy vibe to it um So you walk in and there was, I think there was a downstairs part, like I'm I'm going back like 15 years here as well. So, um, yeah, so you'd like go in and I'm sure there's like stairs to go upstairs. There was like downstairs part and there's never been a
0: faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
2: not going to lie i had to change my underwear when i walked in because <laughs> nobody told me that about about the um practically non-existent lights and the mannequins dressed up round all oh. the corners and everything so i went yes. in and i quite literally shit myself you know I, I was absolutely terrified i just walked around not expecting it uh, there it was just staring at me and it was like a proper gory one. I think it was somebody who had the head cut off or something and it was like one of those head cutter thingies that they used and it was just there and, oh, my God, I was terrified.
1: You've got the stocks and everything there and also you yeah. would have had people in there who wouldn't have necessarily, they'd have just been some in some sort of financial hardship and would yeah. have just been chucked in there. So there's a lot of deprivation. It's, it's, there's that There's definitely really... A really eerie feel there, um, and I, I just wondered as well. Coming back to that, um, I know that me and you are the, you know, pretty much the same in. We're obsessed with it. Haven't necessarily seen a huge amount. Um, We've just obsessed with the whole supernatural side yeah. of things. In, what's your take on what ghosts are? I mean, I'm just just one little thing that I wanted to add in there with um, the Black Horse Pub in. Luckily, um i remember the lady there said that they've got this ghost of a dog that just runs through the pub um and it's the reason that i found this really not unnerving but really strange because you can't always tell if what you've seen is real um she said that the dog's form was absolutely solid so she only realized it wasn't a, a ghost when she'd gone to follow it and it wasn't it had sort of just disappeared. Yeah. Um, so I just, I'm, I'm really, that's the thing that is really confusing. You know, everyone's got a different take on it. But what would you say your beliefs regarding ghosts are?
2: Um, the quick, easy and honest answer is I haven't got a clue. No. <laughs> um, the uh, slightly more in-depth one and probably branching on the lines of um like psychological and stuff is um still I don't know <laughs> like you have uh, the guy
1: a from a... sorry
2: it's yeah it's uh, it's it's a tricky one um because the way I see it there's there's always so many variables and things um you, you the way I see it, you, with things like this you you can't just write a guidebook and have everything follow that so like you could go to a location follow this guidebook and it's like points one through ten and if what you're seeing fits all these then it's a hundred percent like a ghost or whatever like you you can't you can't do that and it's i like to believe that people can like obviously when they pass and everything they can have the option if they want to stick around you know I I do get the whole unfinished business and stuff people can't move on and that sort of stuff Um, yeah and I'm it's weird because I'm kind of open to everyone's belief on it Um, yeah whilst at the same time I do retain the fact that it all quite literally could just be a crock of crap Um, I mean there's a, a theory out there that doesn't necessarily debunk things like ghosts and that, um, because I, I'm quite interested in um, like space and astronomy and stuff, and I am very interested at the minute in things like parallel universes,
0: yeah. different dimensions
2: and is. stuff. Yeah. Um, and one of them, a really good argument that somebody came, it's literally just a theory, of course, but um, he said that um, ghosts actually don't exist when we hear and see spirits and things um apparently the basically the wall between worlds at that point from like this universe to the next or this dimension to the next for whatever cosmic reason is really thin there and we are actually seeing glimpses into like another dimension or even into the past and future and i do find that really interesting i don't know if i believe it but i do find it extremely interesting
1: yeah i i second that i think i've heard stories that differ where you might have a spirit that will talk to you and then you may have a recreation of a an event in time so when you've got people that have said that they've seen like Roman legions I know that um my dad is a engineer and used to work in the banking district in the uh crypts because they've got you know there's a lot under there that that and it's all sort of everything's tucked away down there the engineers end up working you know underground and um a guy had been at one of the one of the guys that worked alongside him had been at one of the sites and said that he'd seen a just roman troops wandering through this crypt but they were they they were at a different level obviously where we it's all been so built up so this they were kind of the ground was actually middle of their knee and he just was absolutely petrified. He'd, the story got around with the other engineers and everyone had taken the piss out of him until someone else eventually saw it. Um, But again, that was a really good, I think, you know, lots of people have similar stories of of, of events replaying. And I do agree with that, that it's a sort of lapse of time or um, I can't think about it without thinking of stranger things. (laughs) (laughs) you know but but yeah I I I would second that that you I think you can have two different in my mind I I sort of think you might have two different variances the ones that come back to maybe communicate with you unfinished business or for reassurance you know you'll have nice ghosts that might come back and and pass on a message or something that may have upset them or they haven't realized they've got to move on so they'll still be around yeah um or the recreation of a very, not always an emotional event. So I wouldn't say that the dog walking through the pub would have been an emotional event. It might've just been a event that happened all the time. Yeah. And it's just play, you know, it's just sort of repeating, repeating. Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
2: There was, um, just going on the repeating fact there, there's actually a video. Uh, I can't remember whereabouts it is. I wanted to say it was, um, in the uk but i don't think it is uh, i'll have to find it and essentially there's um a guy who is at some cliffs you might have already seen the video and he's he's just casually filming you know around the cliffs and out into the uh, out into the sea and everything and he obviously didn't realize it at the time but if you play it back at a certain point you can actually see um a very transparent woman in what looks like a white gown literally jumping off the cliff wow and obviously the guy who's filming didn't notice this and the i think the video went on for a couple of minutes um and you saw it it happened she literally jumps off the cliff very transparent um, and then he sort of like he pans back around waits a couple of minutes and then he he's still showing everyone around and whatnot and he goes back and there is the exact same thing again she's at the top of the cliff and she's jumping off into the water. Um, And now when I first saw that, I was like, well, he quite easily could have just split the clip and then restarted it again. But when, when I looked into more detail, it's a really crappy camera. um, So it's really pixely and not very clear, um, but it doesn't actually look like it's been edited to repeat itself. And that can be a whole thing of reliving uh, like a, past trauma sort of thing you know where people yeah. do the same things over and over again and obviously that ties in with uh what you were just saying about repeating things but i mean uh i thought <laughs> this is gonna sound really like cringy um but i've actually got something in place with um my family where should i die um I've actually already told them, and I'm actually probably going to make like one of those video wills, um, and I'm going, to tell, yes. I'm going to pass this all on a message. And basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain to them, if there is a form of afterlife, I will do what I I will literally. It's kind of stupid, but it'll, it'll be like um, I'll try and come back and give them a sign to let them know. Um, but it's it's got to be one of those like um, unique ones where they'd know it's me. If that makes yeah. sense, so yeah. it's it's like well, in like a year's time, go to my room, and if you hear like something like this, then yeah, there's an afterlife, and I'm super happy, and I'm with everyone in my family who died, and stuff like that. And it's like, well, that that could literally be anything, you know. So it's it's going to be something that. The pack. unique, <laughs> like. And I'm like, if you haven't heard from me within like two years, then there's nothing. Like there is absolutely nothing, and. Yeah, look forward to the fire or the coffin. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I've, I've <laughs> said a similar thing to my family. Like, well, I'm not thinking. I'm, you know, I'm hoping it's a long way off. But I'm, I have said, like, listen, if you don't have vegetarian sausage rolls and play Ben Howard at my funeral, I'm coming back for you. So, <laughs> 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 but I think, yeah, I, I certainly think it's really interesting the different take on what ghosts can be. I mean, I know you have. Along, alongside the ghost stories, you do cover quite a few different topics on the show, which I love. And there's certainly bits that I don't always look out for information for. So there's quite a few bits that I picked up that I'm like, oh, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole and start investigating yeah. that. What's your favourite topic to discuss on the show? Um,
2: I've, I've got a couple that I can't really decide. Obviously, the, the really spooky ghost stories are obviously the number one. But I'm kind of torn between the conspiracies, demons, and um, what's the other one? Uh, It's not really the UFO side of things. It's uh, it's actually stuff that I haven't yet covered, um, which I plan to cover in the future. I'm not sure when, um, but it's it's sort of like uh, it was like we were saying earlier about like cosmic things and like time travel dimension jumping and all that sort of stuff. Um, Because again, that's something I got from Art Bell, you know, there was uh, a couple of times he did episodes where he said, um, if, excuse me, um, if you're a time traveler, then I've dedicated a phone line to you, call me. And there's some people who gave really shitty stories, like really shitty, like, because obviously all these are from like the eighties, nineties and early two thousands. So it's like it's it's quite funny listening to them now and being like well that didn't happen that never happened that was I'm calling you I've just anyway. jumped off my
1: hover- hoverboard yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, in 2020 I mean, it's it's like it's it's crazy um but there there was a guy on there and uh, on one of the episodes and I actually listened to it quite regularly I don't usually like Like listening things on repeat uh, without giving it a bit of a a breather gap between, Um, but that one I could quite literally just sit there and listen to it over and over again, which is quite an achievement for me because anything else that would really piss me off. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's 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 things like that that really interest me. And I mean, the show itself wasn't actually going to be about anything other than ghost stories. Yeah. Like when I first came up with the the sort of like right, I'll do this. It was only going to be ghost stories and that was it um and uh and then i and then i was just like well do i do other things because then that kind of defeats the objective we call uk ghost stories and then obviously that's when i was like well at the moment i can't find much in the uk because we're super boring um everything happens in america and i'm pretty sure there is a reason for that um I'm, I'm just yet to find it, all happens
1: it in texas
2: yeah it all happens in texas <laughs> everything
1: happens in texas <laughs> i i think it would be really good if um the it really fascinates me the time it's that we you and i talked about the time side of things and the also we talked about ley lines which i'm okay. really keen to i'm talking of pluckley that's obviously on a ley line so there's there, there's a really good argument that that is why it's so active yeah. um I've also said to you I really want to go to the the one place I'm desperate to go to but I am actually scared I'm going to wet myself is the Rams Inn <laughs> and that's the place you and I have talked about where they've got like a ghost of a witch, they've got, yes. um, there's just, it's just so, that's on a ley line, there's so many different, and I'm going to do an episode on this when I stop freaking myself out about it <laughs> but um, I'd really love to go there. I really want to sort of have a chat with a lady that owns and runs it. Yeah. Um, but there's just so much. And, and again, that's like the argument is it's on a ley line. That's why it's so like literally slap bang in the middle of it. So that's why yeah. it's so active. So, yeah, there's and I think you can't help. But once you get into one subject um, with your show, I know you go into different areas, but I do feel it all correlates. It's all relative and everyone wants to hear it anyway. So, yeah, yeah. No I love the show definitely I was gonna say I mean in terms of Rob and me getting to go on your show I think it's only getting to go on your show that's kind of got me out there with doing mine so I'm really really grateful for all the support I can't tell you how much you've kind of got me going inspired me and helped (laughs) start me out with my journey so I can't begin to say how much I appreciate it
2: thank you. Well I appreciate that thank you it's uh it's nice to hear.
1: <laughs> no, thank you so much. And so Rob, where can we where and when can we find your podcast?
2: Um, well, because I'm super lazy, um uh, <laughs> I took it off my original streaming service um because I kind of like had a break for a while. Um and I came back and I've actually found out a way to host my podcast on my own web server. So I've got that. So it's on Spotify and it's on Apple podcasts. Um, and it's literally just search UK ghost stories. Um, you know, you can email me United Kingdom, United Kingdom ghost stories at gmail.com. Um, and again, the Facebook page, UK ghost stories. So I'm kind of out there. Um, I'm on YouTube, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't like do the whole, pay to be in somebody's face sort of thing so if people find me they find me you know and that's that's just the way I am it's just the way I run the show um it's very much what you what you (laughs) see is what you get you know um and uh yeah I mean I'm hoping to do another listener story at some point because those seem to go down really well um so that's just where people send in and I dedicate an entire episode to just reading out what people have sent in um, but obviously, as you can imagine, certain things people don't want to share. So obviously, they can. St- I always tell them you can stay anonymous if you want. Um, that's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much me. What you see is what you get.
1: <laughs> so. If you could um, check out Rob's Facebook page, UK Ghost Stories, he's on Spotify, he's on Apple, he's everywhere, he's got a good few episodes out for a binge listen. Um, listen to his Halloween special that we did together, talking about 40 horror movies. Um, I was really scared afterwards, but it was great fun. <laughs> if you want to hear a really good Family Guy impression as well, check it out. Um, Rob, thank you so much.
2: Thank you very much. It's been great. Uh, let's do it again sometime
1: absolutely definitely <laughs> I definitely would love to um jump on your show again just invade and uh we just generally spent that whole episode just laughing
2: <laughs> I think yeah <laughs> quite it quite literally was um and then obviously we got close to the end and, and it was like a quick like spitfire on just reading it all <laughs> of it's it like true fake fake true it's uh yeah Oh, that was podcast a really. Podcast
1: magic. Episode. That's what Indeed. it. was. magic for you. Absolutely. <laughs> and that,
2: that's that's the beauty of it. You know the the whole live thing. Um, you know if like if we properly planned that out, we probably would have dedicated like I don't know maybe a minute and a half to each thing and no time for jokes and everything like that. And I don't want to do a show like that. Like, it's it's not fun and obviously it's, it my um, show it's serious and it's honest but it's fun, you know
1: yeah okay. def- that's definitely what I would say about your show I think I'm I like that you're more cynical and I'm a bit like oh yeah that's definitely true you know head in the clouds not always rationalizing everything but I do think that you call it out and yeah I yeah. love the show for that
2: and um, yeah absolutely absolutely if some if someone's feeding me some pies, I'll tell them to shut the hell up <laughs> like <laughs> I don't even care <laughs>
1: brilliant no thank you so much so yeah please do get over to Rob's uh, podcast have a listen and um, yeah check out the last episode with us it was definitely a giggle definitely
2: absolutely absolutely so I'll, I'll definitely be having you on next uh, because I've got a couple of um, witchy episodes
1: oh in, yeah absolutely so and on that I'm... note actually sorry before you go I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. say uh, your episode inspired me too I'm going to be looking at a couple of true life witch ghost stories so it we're going to be talking about the backstory behind the Blair Witch and uh I've got to say that really did crack the life out of me did have to have the, the little nightlight on after doing the research on that because the actual backstory on it is more scary than the film so thank you for yeah. the inspiration and that will follow on from this but yeah yes. thanks Rob brilliant to speak to you again take care
2: uh nearly you too thank you
1: Welcome back. So following on from the episode Rob and I did on his podcast in regards to horror movies and the true stories behind them, I was really curious to find out more regarding a couple of films that I love that involve the ghosts of witches. So off I went to do some digging and I can't even begin to tell you how shocked I am at the true story behind this particular tale. I wanted to talk to you about the Blair Witch Project. So, this film came out in 1994. I remember at the time my mum and dad had just sold up our house in a little town, St Mary Cray, just outside of South London. And we moved to a very remote part of East Sussex. Uh, we moved in about a week after I'd seen this film. And you can imagine how devastated I was to find my new bedroom and the garden of our cottage looked out onto a set of woods that were really remote, they're private and supposedly haunted. Uh, it had an old Roman road that ran through it. Uh, so back to the film, this is a low budget movie directed by Daniel Mirrick and Eduardo Sanchez, which focused on found footage of three student filmmakers and based on the legend of a woman named Ellie Kedwood. The story of the Blair Witch originates from Maryland in the forest of the Black Hills a place that Native American tribes historically wouldn't ever dare to enter. Local folklore states that around 1630, Colonel Nathaniel Blair led an expedition across the forest to find a suitable place to build a fort. Nathaniel conversed with the local tribe and asked if they would help him set up in the area. However, they sabotaged his expedition. Despite this, Blair and his men built the fort, which they baptised with the colonel's name. And over the years, the site grew, becoming largely inhabited and became the city of Blair in 1634. 150 years later, in around 1785, Blair resident Ellie Kedwood, an Irish immigrant, was accused by local children of practising witchcraft. Children claimed Ellie Kedwood dragged them to to her home with the intention of drinking their blood. The people in Blair were terrified, and Ellie Kedwood was convicted of witchcraft and exiled from Blair. Kedwell was tied to a wagon and abandoned in the woods, and this was during a harsh winter. But after this, Blair residents felt safe, believing Ellie had died from either being savaged by wild beasts that inhabited the mountain, or by the bitter cold. This was until three boys from the town, accompanied by their dogs, went to the forest to seek out Ellie's dead body, However, they were surprised to see her still alive and still tied to the wagon. They set their dogs on Ellie whilst the boys beat her with branches. They then released her from the cart and hung her body from a tree in the woods from which she died. Following on from Ellie's death, strange things began to happen in the Black Hills forest. Law continues that a year later, in November 1786, Half of the village's children, including the three boys who Ellie Kedwood died at the hands of, disappeared, never to be found again. The population of Blair fled in fear, believing the disappearances were the existence of a curse and evil forces at the hands of Ellie Kedwood. A vow was made by the fleeing townsfolk to never say the name Ellie Kedwood again. More than 40 years passed till anyone returned to Blair to reside and in 1820, Henry Burkett bought the abandoned town from the government and gradually rebuilt the ruined buildings. In 1824, he named the town Burkettsville after himself. Strange ghostly disturbances began again, and in 1825, eight-year-old Robin Weaver was reported missing in the town's forest. Several days later, Robin was found and claimed that an old lady... Floated instead of walking, took her hand and led her to a house, leaving her in the basement. The strange old lady promised the little girl she would return, but eventually Robin got scared and fled. Weeks following the girl's return, five bodies were found in a place called Coffin Rock in Burkittsville. The bodies were tied together at their hands and feet and had been disemboweled. The people that found the bodies returned to the village to explain their discovery. On returning to the location again, they found the bodies had disappeared. Finally, between November 1940 and March 1941, eight children disappeared again from the town. This coincided with the town's local hermit named Rustin Parr entering the town's market shouting, I've finally finished. He was interrogated by the police, but he wouldn't say what he had finished. However, he did lead them to his cabin where they understood everything. The journey to his small hut took hours. Police discovered the bodies of seven of the children buried in seven small graves located behind his hut. The bodies, when exhumed, demonstrated signs of ritualistic killing. They were marked with strange symbols on their faces, hands, chest and ankles. The bodies were also disemboweled. So, what about the eighth missing child? He did survive the massacre, but he was found standing in the corner of the basement on his own. Hermit Rossin Parr told police he was tormented by the voice in his head of an elderly woman who ordered him to kill the children and how to carry out the diabolical rituals. The myth ends with the hermit being tried, sentenced to the gallows, and executed. Oh. <laughs> I really don't like that one. I think that that's um, the actual film itself really doesn't go into as much depth on how horrific the law or the supposed true story for the film is. But yeah, I was really shocked at the backgrounds on that. And uh, I'm not entirely sure that's supposedly the true story, but whether or not some of that has been, um, you know, a little bit, improvise I'm not entirely sure but it's still a pretty good one or one that I think I might be pretty scared about tonight anyway thank you so much it's been a bit of a longer episode this week for my second episode join me back here this time next week we're definitely going to be going into some more witchy topics um we'll also have a book review but once again so much appreciation for all the love and your reviews. I've had so many comments, you know. I'm really thankful. And if you're here for the second episode, even more grateful. If you could give me a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the podcast, check me out on Instagram, which is at the White Witch Company. Um, and join me again this time next week. Thank you so much, Richard. So a little SOS message to all my witches. Mercury in retrograde, as you can see, it's already affecting my recording this week. Just want to give you a little heads up on how to manage it. Do double check your schedule, protect yourself with crystals, connect with yourself, bit of meditation, some good self-care, trust the redirect, do not react without thinking, force what's not working, focus on problems. And last one, do not Do not, whatever you do, do not call your ex. Anyway, catch me this time next week. It's nearly over. This Mercury retrograde is not going to get us. Bye, witches.